Hey, it's Lisa Carlin from Attacking Third to tell you about the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. It's equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend. The Hyundai Santa Fe features available all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, plus available dual wireless charging pads, ensuring that you can take on any adventure. It's ski season, and with the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe, I can easily load the car with all my gear plus my friends in the third row and make it right to the base of the slopes with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. everyone welcome along to attacking third it's good to have you with us i'm poppy miller here with lisa carlin jordan angeli and darian jenkins our second ever episode you guys did a fantastic job for the debut of the show on monday what was the reaction like from everybody that watched it because it's crucial time isn't it with the world cup less than 24 hours away uh, but it was just so nice to see you all here with jenny oh it was wonderful i mean i think we got pretty good reaction people are excited you're exactly right it's the perfect timing for this show to kick off um we are now one day away from the start of the World Cup. It's actually like tonight Less at 3 a.m. Yes. Like, what are the hours there? Yeah, Let's it's go. fantastic. We had a lot of fun with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had a blast. And <laughs> I, I got distracted because Poppy said, who's setting their alarms? And I was thinking both things. Like, <laughs> I, 3 a.m. is a very big wake-up call. We're going to have to start to get used to that now, Darian. We're I in know. the mid- middle of it. Do you pull it. an all-nighter or do you stay awake? I don't know. I think you, you wake up early, Get right? up early. Yeah. Yeah. For those on morning footy, it it's won't easy. be actually that much of a problem. It's only about an hour difference from when they get away. <laughs> anyway, so. And the, other, the second game is at 6 a.m. We were plotting this out the other day. Mm-hmm. So you can watch the 6 a.m. and then you can re-watch the 3 a.m. and then you can hit the 10 a.m. Okay, good. We've got a good schedule <laughs> yeah. to look forward yeah. to and a good schedule with this as well. Monday, Wednesday and Friday as well with all of the reaction and build-up to what's to come. But let's take a look at the odds uh, before heading into that first match because the odds have changed quite a bit over time as well but what hasn't changed is that the US is at the top they're the absolute favorites to win the whole thing followed by England who are just behind them Spain then Germany and Australia the host nation to round out the top five France were in that Mm. however they've dropped a bit now they've had a couple of injuries to contend with do you agree with these odds first of all I think Spain's pretty high yeah. I, I wouldn't have put Spain at third there. I mean, I'm surprised that Brazil isn't in this list at, at all in the top top contenders in this. I mean, Copa America champions, uh, I think that they're going to be ones to contend for the top. But it's so close, honestly, mm-hmm. with the teams, especially at the top. I mean, U.S., yeah, they're, I, I would expect them to be number one in the odds mm-hmm. and they're number one in FIFA. They're they're looking for their fifth star. That doesn't surprise me at all. How about the, the top five, though, and how much European representation is in there, Darian, of, <laughs> of that group who is your favorite to go in and win the whole thing? 
Germany is definitely my favorite. Ouch. Germany. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. England, the favorite, some the odds, but now you're going with Germany. I know. I'm sorry, but not sorry. I do think Germany's really going to kill it. I think they have such attacking presence with Jewel Brand, Pop, um, who have come off of really great Champions League runs, and Lena Oberdorf has been on fire. She scored some bangers, and she picks off the ball a lot. And the you know Germany is a high pressing team. She picks off the ball a lot and contributes to the attack. I think more than most defensive mids do, and she's really aggressive going forward. And as well as Lena Magul, I think mm. um, she's going to have to really step up and bring that attacking presence that we know that she has. With her experience too, I think she's going to be great. Do you think, in some ways as well, the the fact that they lost in the Euro to England, they're looking yeah. to bounce back after that because that was such a big stage for them to be on, and then they fell just short in the end. Yeah, I think they've got a chip on their shoulder, and Germany is always such an intimidating team to yeah. face, and there's organized. always nerves. Yeah, they're organized and they're going to press so hard, and I think they have a chip on their shoulder from the Euros, and I'm excited to see how they come out. Yeah, and we talked about France a little bit, and with all their injuries, mm -hmm. Caroline Simon for Germany, the defender, mm -hmm. she's not called into this roster. I mean, the entirety of these 32 nations, I feel like, have been hit with the injury bug, and yeah. it's detrimental yeah. to these teams. Well, yeah. the Heartbreak. World Cup would have normally been over by now. Right, exactly. So I think it's just a really odd scheduling because it is in South America. We have been facing a lot more injuries in general, but that month of just preparation has pulled a lot of people out. Mm -hmm. I think if Germany ha does well, they're going to have to rely a lot on Pop. I think Pop is going to have to step yeah. up. Yeah. Does she still have it in her? I don't know if she has to have the number of goals that she typically has, but I think she's going to have to have that big goal. There has mm -hmm. to yeah, be a I big agree. goal from Alex and, Pop. And big players step up in big moments, right? Exactly. I mean, so many people talk about the Carly Lloyd um, in the World Cup Olympics. She steps up. I think Pop is a player that will yeah. have that. She's got that championship that mentality. She How does. good has she been in the Champions League as well for Wolfsburg and the run that they they had and just in the Bundesliga in general it's been a really exciting campaign hasn't it speaking of big players Marta and Brazil they've got to be the favorites for South America yeah the Brazil for me is top team to compete in this World Cup and the fact that they were so much lower in those odds is really mm -hmm. shocking to me this is a team that went through the Copa America winning it and they went undefeated throughout that they then go on to play England in the finalisma take them to penalty kicks right England scored early in that game and then Brazil fights back very very towards the end of it and they get one back take them to penalty kicks and you look at the versatility with Pia Sundage as the head coach she's never won either she's she's waiting yeah. for something to win and when you look at the players and the versatility they have whether it's Caroline or Ari Borges or even Marta Dabinia. right Dabinia these players will also play multiple positions mm -hmm. on the pitch so sometimes scouting them can be a little bit trickier because you're expecting Caroline to be centrally and then she's pushed higher but that's never the question with Brazil I it's know. never about what they can can do an attack. It isn't. And I think that's why Pia Sunhage has done a, such a good job with this team, because they needed to have some defensive fortitude. So you bring in a yeah. Swedish coach yeah. who can give you organize. some rules. She can organize you as to what you're going to do. And that has been the biggest advancement from Brazil. That's the reason if they go far in this tournament is because of what they're doing defensively, not about who they have going forward, because whew, you yeah, can just you list them off. You yeah. know and they're going to score going yeah. forward. Yeah, I think defensively, but with Sundage, they've been able to kind of structure up and and tighten saying, up yeah. defensively, yes, with that. And we can't forget the motivation factor. It's Marta's last World Cup. It's got the <sighs> Messi effect written mm -hmm. all over it. Messi with Argentina um, going into the Men's World Cup that just happened last fall. The team wants this for her, and, and that gives them an edge. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
we all want it for her. <laughs> she's just been, she scored so many goals. I know you guys have got a breakdown on Marta later on in the show. What about Australia, though, Jordan? Because obviously they're the host nation. I feel like the, this is the team that maybe people are maybe sleeping on. Is that fair to say, given that the talent that they have and the fact that they're on home soil as well for this competition? I think you can be sleeping on them, but not if you've been watching them play. Because Tony Gustafsson, who came over, he was an assistant with the United States for a long time, took over the team right after the championship in 2019 with the U.S. women. He goes and coaches Australia, and you have just seen them over the last few years get better and better and better. And Sam Kerr is the biggest name that you're going to hear. We, we talked about her a lot, how she is the prolific goal scorer of our era, really, and what she can do. But it's the depth of this team. I think Gory centrally, she's a, a little mighty mouse in there. She'll win all the balls, distribute. They've got Kira um, Cooney-Cross, yeah, who is a really her. good box-to-box -box midfielder. But then I think Sam Kerr takes so much weight on her shoulders. It's going to open up for not just their outside backs to have a, have a really good tournament. Um, and they have great outside backs with Carpenter mm -hmm. and Catley who like to get up the pitch. But it's going to be Caitlin Ford, I think, who's going to get a lot of oppor opportunities because say a cross comes in, it's going towards mm -hmm. Sam Kerr. But who's going to pick up the scraps? I think that's going to be important. And I think Ford is going to have a big role playing that 10 and beyond. And Sanka, she's just one of those players that loves the pressure. Yeah, Every time yeah. I watch her play on the biggest stage, she is always the one that never disappoints, does she? We want to uh, see some backflips, too. Oh, <laughs> celebrations. Sure. Yeah. I can't wait for the celebrations. I think they're going to be the great. Way. Yeah, <laughs> some big celebrations uh, across all of the teams. What about for the debutants, though? Because they, for sure, will be celebrating absolutely everything, just being at the World Cup for the first time. Here's a list of the teams. I think it just shows how far women's football is coming in general to see how many teams that we're seeing and obviously changes in format have obviously contributed to that as well. Of all these teams, Darian, who are you most looking forward to seeing? I'm going to run with Portugal. They've had such a long road to qualify for this World Cup and are finally debuting at this World Cup. It's surprising, isn't it? I was surprised it to is. see their name on this Yeah, list. me too. Me too. But they have such talent on their team and their style of play, they have fun. It's all attack, all game. And then they have superstars, my former teammate actually from Kansas City, Jess Silva, yeah. who is so respectfully disrespectful going <laughs> 1v1 and she's so fun to watch. And she really unites the team and is their big force going forward. And I think that she's gonna lead them to a lot of attacking goals and um, creating chances and it'll be interesting to see. I'm, I'm rooting for them. I hope they do well. Yeah, they're, they're in a group. tough group. Yeah, they're in tough a really group. tough group. They're with the United States, they're with Vietnam and the Netherlands. So they've got Vietnam as another debutante in this mm -hmm. list, but it's really going to be tough. But so I think like the U.S. going against their back line, it's going to be fun to watch them battle because we I think that's where we can as well, be exposed. We? Yeah. Who, who do you think, Jordan? I have Haiti. A CONCACAF nation, I got to call all their games leading into this for the W Championship. So last summer, I was just taken aback by what they did in the heart that they have, especially behind Milchi Dumanet. This is a player who has so much flair on the ball, recently signed with Olympic Lyon, and she's going there at the end of this World Cup. She has eight goals in her 13 caps with Haiti. This is their first appearance. They also have... Um, Danielle Etienne, whose brother plays in MLS. Her, their father was a professional footballer as well. This site is fun. They, you're going to love watching.
today. And I, I just, they, they're joyful. Talk about a team that can score goals. Their, their goal differential during the CONCACAF W Championship, it was like plus 44 or yeah, something. Well, like, they, ridiculous. Yeah, like, it was fun. They, it was fun. They, they had they a lot were of a team that surprised me, honestly, in the W Championship. I wasn't yeah. quite expecting to see what we saw from them uh, through the qualifying process. What about you, Lisa? So on this list, eight debutants, a lot to pick from. from. I'm going with Ireland. I think that this is just a gritty team. They're really physical. We got to see them play against the United States in April. Those friendlies were narrow score lines, 1-0, 2-0. So they give up goals. You even look at um, leading into this World Cup, they played against France. That was a 2-0 loss for Irish side as well. Um, and, but Zambia, they got a 3-2 win. Vera Paul, head coach of this Irish side. And there's a number of Americans and a number of NWSL players on this roster. But the big ones come in the midfield with Katie McCabe, Denise O'Sullivan. They're, they are the anchor mm-hmm. of this Irish side. And I think that uh, and Denise O'Sullivan as the yeah. captain, right? Yeah. And But with Ireland and the group that they're going in, I think that could be the advantage yeah. for them to break out into the round of 16 because they're going up against Canada, Nigeria, and Australia. They could get... There's going to be a lot of movement in that group. Yeah, we need some McCabe strength, you know, going it's to, a physical to this. Squad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like Zambia as well, what they did yeah. against Germany as well. Some absolute ballers on the team. So we'll be right back. Stay with us. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. So obviously there's so much happening with the World Cup kicking off tonight or early this morning, but there's so much to look forward to in the NWSL with the Challenge Cup. And for more on this, it's a real pleasure to have Orlando Pride defender join us, Hayley McCutcheon. Hayley, thank you so much for joining us. How's it going? Hi, thanks for having me. Things are going well over here. Just eager to get to our next game. Uh, Speaking of the next game, you're going into it with some nice momentum coming in off two wins. You haven't lost that many players uh, due to the World Cup compared to some of the other teams. So how is that really going to help you in the Challenge Cup and moving forward, do you think? Yeah, I mean, of course, we miss Marta and Audrey, um, but we want to just take this as an opportunity to showcase the talent that we still do have and um, take advantage of the fact that other teams are missing a bunch of key players. The league and the team are coming off a a nice little break, a little refresh before you get into all the Challenge Cup play. We want to know how you spent your off days. Did you get outside? Did you get some time to relax? What would you do? Yeah, a lot of time outside. I actually went home to Kansas City, spent some time at the lake, you know, just things that I haven't been able to do for a while. Um, So thankful for the CBA giving us that Mm -hmm. that night. Time. <laughs> so time at the lake. Is it on the lake? Are you on a boat? Are you doing water sports or are you next to the lake? I got a lot of lake follow-ups. <laughs> All the things, um, mostly in the lake because it is scorching hot, um, but love being on the boat, swimming, you know, all the things. Haley, in the lead up to bringing you on, we saw your goal in San Diego. That was a real turning point for this team. I was calling that game one of my favorite goals of the year, just the team play that went into it. How would you describe what the team has been able to do from that point on to now? Oh, gosh, yeah. I mean, that game was our first one of the season. Um, It 
felt like a long time coming. Um, but I think since then, you know, we've, we've had to learn a, har- a lot of hard lessons um, up to that point and after that. Um, but I think now we're just taking it one game at a time and really trying to instill um, everything that Seb and the other coaching staff um, wants us to implement. And I think we're really starting to see our true identity as a team. We love to hear that. Hey, I'm so happy that the team is doing so well and that it seems like such a positive environment. Not only were you and I teammates in Orlando, but we were teammates in Melbourne, Australia, <laughs> playing for victory, and we lived together. You were roommates? We, we were roommates. <laughs> we were yes. many. Between the coffee, nails, you got me addicted to acrylic nails, and being at the beach and playing soccer. <laughs> How exciting is it that the World Cup is back in our old stomping ground in Australia? Oh my gosh, D. Well, we miss you. I miss you. Um, but happy to see you're killing it as usual. <laughs> um, yeah, it is so cool. Um, I loved Australia. It was one of um, my favorite experiences um, of my career thus far. Me too. So just to see, you know, yeah, the the support and um, just the excitement around this tournament. Um, it's more now than ever. So I'm pumped for them to be able to experience it. Hang on. that's You said that so casually. Yeah, we were teammates in Australia. We lived together. What was that like? Yeah. What did you enjoy doing when you weren't playing football? Did you go to the beach a lot? Oh, it was so fun. Yeah, we lived right by the beach. We, it was a lot of co- like Australia, so much coffee culture. Um, you played We're, soccer or like, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> what about the animals there as well? Because when oh, I see I've everybody arriving, about, the kangaroos yeah. and just the wildlife there, oh, it's I, like, I welcome to Australia. And the insects, they're everywhere. Oh. Wait. I don't, we were in Melbourne, we were in St. Kilda, so I, we didn't see too much. I you didn't think. see any kangaroos? A little, I think when we ventured a little farther outside the city, we saw yeah. some kangaroos. Um, the magpies though, Dee. <gasps> the magpies, <laughs> yeah. They're brutal. Yeah. Look up magpies in Australia. Oh they what? attack people, walking, wow. like casually just walking by unprovoked. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to say to everybody yeah. in Australia, <laughs> look and, out for the and magpies. And we're going to need <laughs> some more stories from Darian yeah. after this. Uh, but in Australia, one of the teams that everybody's talking about is Brazil. You get to play with two of the Brazilian stars, Marta. And can I call her Audrey? Is that like what you guys are, are calling? we call her. Yeah. <laughs> Adriana has really taken the, the league in NWSL by storm. What are your thoughts about this Brazilian squad? How do you think they're going to fare at the World Cup? I mean, we talked to Marta yesterday. Um, She was on FaceTime, and she said the team is looking strong in training. I think there's just a lot of excitement around that squad. And then I saw today that um, they're going to have a big support system from the country of Brazil. They're apparently changing the work start time for the whole country to be able to watch. And so... I'm just pumped for them. They deserve every moment of um, this recognition, and I just hope that they are successful. I know they will be. Now, it sounds like Brazil has got a plan in place for how they are going to approach watching this World Cup. But, Haley, for you, for the rest of the Pride Squad there, what's the game plan? (laughs) We got it starting at 3 a.m. tonight. How are you watching this World Cup? That is a great question. Um, (laughs) Something that I haven't exactly thought through yet, but I'm sure that, you know, the staff will have those matches on replay constantly. Um, But, yeah, if I have to wake up at 3 a.m., I I think I will because I just – I'm rooting for Brazil. I know know that might be a hot take, but I think that (laughs) – They are just, they have the passion, they have the talent, and um, I hope they go all the way. Okay, well, we have to pick our golden boots then. So you think the golden boots coming from Brazil? 
Ooh, I don't know. I mean, they have so many weapons. They have Carolyn, Audrey, Marta. You know, they have mm-hmm, all mm-hmm. Dabinia, mm-hmm. obviously. Just players that have dominated this league. Um, so it could come from them. I so, so with the, the Challenge Cup now being in place, so you got to get some sleep. You can't be watching the World Cup at all <laughs> hours of the night. Um, the Challenge Cup is a very different setup this year than it has been in years past. And now with a break in the regular season, how does your team kind of turn the focus to these Challenge Cup matches and, and what's laid out ahead of you over these next couple weeks? Yeah, um, it's been cool because in, you know, past Challenge Cup games, we've rotated heavily. And so now I think that we can really um, go into these games with um, just treating them like a regular season game um, without having to worry about, you know, loading and and rest Mm -hmm. and things like that. So um, we're excited for that. I think that um, there's, of course, a lot on the line for these games. Um, Pride, but also, you know, Money. Money. That's the casual million dollars. That helps. Lisa Lisa said you guys were probably hit least at NWSL with players going to the World Cup. Gotham maybe hit the worst. You guys play them over the weekend. What's the mindset of the squad? Where are you thinking is going to go down against this Gotham team over the weekend? Yeah, I mean, they still have a lot of weapons, um, and they're still a really strong team. Um, We've seen them so many times this year. (laughs) It feels like I can't believe we're playing them again. Yeah, Um, yeah, I think that, you know, we've we've been able to see them, face them, and so we know what to expect. Um, And we're just going to, again, try to implement our style of play and um, just make minor tweaks here and there. Hey, I have to ask, the you know, being with the team last season, we went through so much growth and bumps in the road, and I know the beginning of the season was rough too. What's been the X factor that's really changed the narrative of the season for the Pride? Oh, man. Yeah, that's a good question. I think that it's really, it comes down to that belief um, mm-hmm. in ourselves. I think that it's funny early on, you know, we would celebrate every win. Like we just won the world cup, you know? And like, I think that lately it's been more like, okay, if we want to have a winning culture, this needs to be the norm. And we need to believe that we should be winning these games. And it's just like business as usual. So I think that, that. kind of shifting that yeah. mindset um, has been big for us. I think we can see it too, as, as people yeah. watching it, it's definitely a shift in the culture. Yeah. And best of luck as well for the upcoming Challenge Cup. We we'll look forward to watching you and tell Seb that he's got to change around all these training times because you've got yeah. important football to be watching no matter what time of the day it is. Thanks so much, Haley. We'll see you soon. Thank you, guys. As stay Bye, with hey. us. We've got a bunch more coming up for you on Attacking Third after this short break. Don't move. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com socks. Hi, welcome back to Attacking Third. No doubt there is so much buzz and excitement in the build-up to the World Cup, but there's also a really important conversation to be had off the pitch. Yesterday, Naomi Gurma shared a touching story she wrote for the Players' Tribune 
emphasising the importance of mental health awareness ahead of this year's World Cup. US women's national team players Sophia Smith and Naomi Gurma have dedicated this World Cup to their former Stanford teammate and friend Katie Meyer, who tragically died by suicide in March of last year. Gurma wrote an emotional story about her friendship with Katie, where she also shared that she, Sophia Smith, Sophia Huerta, and other U.S. women's national team players have teamed up with Common Gold to launch a mental health initiative throughout the tournament, which includes a three-part feature that will air throughout the competition. Anytime, you know, I talk about Katie, it's obviously emotional. Um, and then just with everything coming out today, it kind of brings all those feelings back to the surface, but I feel like I'm in a place where I can talk about it and talk about Katie in a really positive light and it brings me more happiness. I mean, this is just a huge platform, isn't it? I think we're all in agreement when reading that article. It was touching, it was heartbreaking, it was every single emotion at the same time. And it's really difficult to really find the words, Jordan, just to sum up the friendship with Katie, but also to just highlight, you know, the story of this and how difficult emotions are and mental health is for people mm -hmm. to go through but for these young players to be giving it a platform and to be bringing attention to it feels really important. It is important and I think it's not just important for women's soccer I think it's important for everybody because I think unfortunately we all can talk about people that we know that have mental illness or suffered from um, a death due to suicide and it's a hard topic to discuss but we have to talk about it and we have to give people the resources that they need. And it's cool that some of the broadcast money is going right. towards common goal, that mm -hmm. they're not just using their platforms, that it is in combination with the broadcast. And they're saying, we're going to be a part of this too. Yeah. Um, it, it's going to help so many people. And I think at the end of the day, as a footballer, that's you want to bring people joy on the field. But if you can help them in a deeper way, it also is so impactful and I think that they're going to have a lot of, a lot more impact um, than they would have if they didn't do this because it's going to be meaningful. Exactly and sometimes in, in these moments of course Katie Meyer her story was global when it happened tragically and so sadly last year and I think a lot of times we can get caught up in the World Cup coverage and and what's going to happen but for Naomi and Sophia and and Katie's family and all of the people that she has touched so many of them it's, it hurts so much I mean we just heard Sophia Smith say that it hurts to talk about her friend and the fact that they are able to not only bring light to Katie's story once again and and like light to the importance of mental health, but use their platform to get Fox invested and, and have those broadcast rights and, and reach out to different players. And for Naomi to be incredibly vulnerable and write that piece in the Players' Tribune, uh, heartbreaking, heartbreaking, but also powerful and so strong of Naomi to be able to, to share a piece of Katie that I didn't know about yeah. how good of a friend she was. It made me smile. Yeah, yeah, me too. And. Just to echo what you two are saying, I think these players using this platform and this global platform that soccer gives us is incredible. And it's gonna touch so many more lives than I think we all realize. And yeah. so many people that play the game, that don't play the game, that see that and read the letter and feel seen and heard mm -hmm. and know that it's okay to seek help and they're creating space for to put real money and action behind it is incredible. I'm honored that yeah. we're here talking about yeah. it and. Yeah, go then. It's it's amazing. Me too. I read it a couple of times and, you know, at the end when she talked about this World Cup being for Katie, it's just so emotional, isn't it, to see and to see them honouring her and, and to see how much of a support 
-hmm. Katie was to Naomi as well, and now she's at the biggest competition in women's football. It's a really special moment. It's an emotional for us to talk about here, but it, I think, like you guys said, it's important to carry on the conversation mm -hmm. of mental health because it affects so many in so many different yeah. ways. And, and even with Kristen Press, in case you missed the US women's national team veteran, she released uh, the statement on Sunday with a somber update on her ongoing ACL recovery, which has caused her to miss being part of this World Cup roster. She's got to undergo yet another surgery on her knee, her fourth in the last 13 months. She posted this heartfelt message on Instagram uh, detailing the experience saying, for me, the hardest part of the recovery has been that I feel misunderstood. In fact, I feel understandable. I'm not anxious to get back on the field. My identity isn't lost by not playing. Most days, I don't even miss it. But that doesn't mean that I don't want to get back. I think anyone that's gone through any sort of injury or feels out of place in their professional world, in their personal world, can really relate to this story. But for her to come out in such detail and tell everybody exactly what she's going through is so big of her. I mean, she does try to explain what's going through, but I think she's even not understanding what she's going through at this point. That's what I got from that message. And you think back to when the injury happened with her club team in the NWSL with Angel City. That was June of 2022. As a footballer in that moment, you know the World Cup is 12 months away. So you think, I've got no this. No problem. I can get back. back. It's nine months, maybe 10 months max. I'll be back for the World Cup. And then it was setback after setback after setback. And now her fourth following that initial surgery. It's, it's incredibly heartbreaking. I mean, Jordan, you've been through a lot in terms of injuries. I mean, do you understand what she means when she says, I feel ununderstandable? Like that's that's incredible wording from press. Yeah, it's powerful wording. And I, I'm sure you felt like this. I know you had a pretty serious injury too, Darian. And uh, you just feel like you, as an athlete, you are not afraid of hard work. Yeah. That's like the, you're bring it on. I want all the hard work I can get. But when you can't outwork something, when you have to be patient, when you have to stop, when you have to get another surgery, it makes it feel like, what am I doing wrong? I feel like I'm trying to do everything right, and yet I can't figure this out. And it makes you question all the things that you're doing. And I, I get a sense that that's what she feels a little bit there. It's difficult, it's emotional. It's the reason I started the ACL club because I yeah. feel like people need to have support in those moments to say like, you're not wrong for feeling ununderstandable. You're actually, if you feel that way, you're probably in good company because that's how a lot of people feel when they're going through a really difficult injury. Yeah, I mean, we've, us all playing, we've all had them, yeah. um, but our scars show it. But my heart breaks for her reading that. I just got chills because you're right, we're, we're not afraid of the hard work, we're not afraid to graft and know that we have to count down the months until we get a run, kick a ball, shoot, and we just saw a video of her that she posted shooting yeah. and the fact like that now she's- A couple weeks ago. Yeah. yeah, and now that she stepped back, like my heart just breaks for and her and it's difficult not understanding why your body's not yeah, functioning right. how and, you know and it. And so many times during recovery, there are these really small milestones that you get to that feel groundbreaking. The first time you put pressure on your leg, the first time you're walking without crutches mm -hmm. or you take your first steps. And we, as the public, don't see those small steps for press. She mm -hmm. shares the big ones when she's sprinting, when she's shooting that we got to see a few mm -hmm. weeks ago. And she doesn't share all those small ones because you take two steps forward, one step back during your recovery sometimes. Yeah. And she thinks you get to this place where I'm shooting, I'm 
running. I'm I'm feeling the joy of a sport that tick, I haven't tick, been tick, able tick, to tick. feel. I'm getting closer. I'm closer. getting closer. I'm going to share this with the world because the media is talking about, is press going to be on the roster? What's going to happen? We haven't seen her training. What's going on? And internally, she has to deal with this, all while knowing she just left a doctor's office and uh, hey, it's not looking good, press. You might have to go under the knife again. It's heartbreaking to, to see this and have it come out just days before the World Cup. I can't imagine what she's going through while still being incredibly happy for her teammates yeah. in the U.S. as they go and compete for another star. Mm-hmm. It's easy, isn't it, so much of the time to share the highs and everything exciting that you're going through. It's so difficult to share the lows, but for these players to really be so vulnerable and to share their stories, I think, means yeah. so much. I would just say, though, too, people have been really responsive to press and, like, really yeah. appreciative of how, of how vulnerable she's yes. been. Yes. And I would say let's treat everybody like that. Yeah. The people that are being vulnerable, let's treat them like that. Because no matter if you're a superstar like Kristen Press is or you're a person you met at a coffee shop and have become friends with them, like, we all struggle with things. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is the topic of all of this, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Giving people grace and, yeah. and respecting that vulnerability. And as we know, she's not the only one going through a recovery as well. How many players have we seen miss out Too many. on this World yeah. Cup due to injury? But obviously wishing them all a very speedy recovery. We've got plenty more still to come here on Attacking Thursday. Sandra Herrera is going to join us after the break. We'll be right back. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, welcome back to Attacking Third. The Women's World Cup kicks off at 3 a.m. Eastern tonight, which means it's almost here and time to get predictions. <laughs> and for more, let's bring in our Sandra Herrera to join us. Uh, Sandra, it's good to see you. Have you set your alarm, first of all, for tonight? Let's see. I've got about 17 of them set up on my phone. <laughs> I've got a, I've got a dog that I'm going to let sleep out of his crate and wow. uh, got caffeine on standby. You got He's your caffeine like, ready to go occasion? too. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you got your caffeine oh, yeah. ready to go. Uh, that way, when that alarm goes off, 2 a.m. Central time for you, it's it's a rough one. You're ready to drink your caffeine. Yeah, you got to have a variety of options. You got to have your caffeinated seltzers. You got to have your teas <laughs> right alongside your coffee. Got to mix it up. Got to keep it fresh. Yes, that sounds like a plan. Uh, how do you see the World Cup going, though, Sandra? We're going to get some predictions. Let's start with the biggest one of all. Who do you see winning the whole thing? Look, I'm I'm going with the favorites, and I'm so excited that the World Cup is finally here. I think it's going to be slated to be one of the best World Cups that we've had to date, and I'm so happy that we get to witness it and cover it all together on attacking third. But I can't help but go with the tournament favorites, which are the United States. I just feel like things are clicking for them at the right time, and that really does include all of their new faces ton of players, 14 players headed to their first World Cup, but I think they're going to embrace that as a challenge and kind of lean into that. And this program is typically one that gets stronger as a tournament goes on. And I sort of feel like this is going to be another one of those scenarios for them, mm-hmm. which will only help these new players along the way. So I'm going with the USA to make it to the final and win another one. All right, Sandra going with the favorites. Who are you going for? I am doubling down on this one. Sandra and I, we make a lot of the same picks on attacking third a lot of the time. We didn't talk about this beforehand. I didn't think the U.S. was going to win, but the way I filled out my bracket, 
I have the Americans going all the way as well. You're exactly right, Sandra. They grow into a tournament. And the way that they have made New Zealand and their U.S.-based camp there their home mm -hmm. throughout this, they built an additional pitch. They brought in different modules. So it really feels like they are at home and they've got everything they need. I've got USA going all the way. Usa, 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 ah! What about you, George? That's what I'm going for, USA. That's what wow. they're, they're going to be singing at the end. And, and it all has to do with the bracket, really, I think, because Germany, France, and Brazil are all on the other side of the bracket. And I don't know how that happened, but that's how it <laughs> happens, really, if, if everybody does what they need to do in the group stage. So I, it's just hard, hard to pick. Darren, are you making it a sweep? Are you going for the U.S. too? My heart's with the U.S., but my brain is of Germany. Wow. Yeah. I have to say, I really think... People are sleeping on Germany a bit. I think they're a force to be reckoned with in this tournament, and I think they're going to prove that they can hang and really give everyone else a run for their money. Who are you going with, Poppy? Well, my heart is saying England, and my head is also saying England as well. <laughs> <laughs> no surprises there Love it. Uh, that we're going for England. I do have a different pick for the next question, though, but I want to get your uh, thoughts first, Sandra. Who do you think is going to win the Golden Boot? Who's going to be the top goal scorer of the competition? All right, even though so many of us are going with USA, I think there's a lot of opportunity to rack up some goals depending on which contenders and how they lie in their groups. And I really do think Brazil has some phenomenal attackers who can probably rack up some goals along the way. I'm going with Dabinia to pick up the golden boot in this tournament. That's what Who's I'm going with. That's a great pick. Sandra, I'm right with you. Dabinia, she is going to crush it in group play. She's going to get so many goals that nobody's going to catch her. That's my opinion, and I'm with you, Sandra. All right, Good nice. Pick. Darian, who you got? Going with the U.S. on this one, I think Sophia Smith is going to crush it. She's having such good play in the U.S. and the NWSL right now, and I think she's peaking at the right time yeah, going goals. into this tournament. Yeah, she's... Incredible. I love watching her play. So I'm with you. She's going to kill it. Yeah. Oh, okay, you've got, got Sophia as well? Two. Yeah. yeah. I'm going well, I'm Smith. actually, I'm going with a German player. I think forward Jewel Brand is going to just electrify this tournament. I really do. She's a young player heading into this World Cup. She plays with Wolfsburg. Um, had an up and down season with them, but she plays on the winger. With Germany, she'll be the, one of the two nines that they play up top in their 4-4-2. So I'm going to German forward Jewel Brand. Great okay. Pick. All right, so they're who we think is going to be the uh, gold machines of the competition. What about the next star for the U.S. women's national team? Because we know there's a couple of new faces uh, within the squad. Sandra, who do you think? I'm going with Trinity Rodman in this one. I, I'm hey. feeling Sophia Smith might rack up some of the goals in group play, but I, I love the play of Trinity Rodman. I think she is one of the most defensive-minded forwards. She's going to cover a lot of blades of grass when she's out there on the pitch. So I think she's going to make a real name for herself in this tournament. That's exactly, yeah, that's exactly what I picked. <laughs> I think crossover. the way that she plays and even how she is off the pitch, yeah. she gives that kind of rapino effect. She's just a star. And like, even with the weight of her last name, she's been, I'm going to make this my own. Watch me. Mm -hmm. And she's swaggy. She's funny. She's, I don't know. She just has that star it factor on and off the pitch. You know, I'm going to switch right now. I had, <laughs> I had <laughs> Sophia Smith on, but I think I'm going to do Lynn Williams. Oh, I like Because Lynn Williams yeah. really started scoring goals in Australia. And mm -hmm. she she made her life there. She loves being in Australia. So I think Fiance's she's going to have a good Australia. group play. But then like once that. it gets to the knockout round, Familiar. Lynn that's Williams. A, that's a great pick. Mm -hmm. I, I like that pick in Lynn Williams. I'm going with a midfielder for the U.S. Midfielder Ashley Sanchez, 24 years old. She's had some time in the NWSL with Washington Spirit to pick up some caps on international level as well. She's got a lot of versatility. And in the midfield, I think she's going to be able to shine if given the moment throughout yeah. this World Cup. And she's got the all-field swag. 
cider as well to go oh, with yes. it. Oh yes, and go Bruins. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? I forgot. I forgot the dark horse pick. We haven't got much time, so very quickly, Sandra, who's your dark horse of the competition? I'm going with Colombia to make some noise oh, out of the group and upset South Korea. Oh, I like that, Jordan. Nigeria. Nigeria is an interesting group, but I do think that they could surprise some people. They've got a number of NWSL players. Uh, yeah, I'm going with them. <laughs> I like that. And Asisa Ashwala, great pick. I'm going to go with Italy. Nice. Yeah. Yes. They've I had like a that. lot of players for Roma. But had a great they need redemption, like don't they? Yeah. After that disappointing Euro yeah. where they finished yeah. at the bottom <laughs> of the group, was it? I'm going Denmark to get my final pick in. I think they can sneak out of the group. Dark Horse, Denmark. Let's see, shall we? It all kicks off at 3 a.m. Eastern. We'll see you on Friday, though, for all the reaction. The chilling new original docuseries on Paramount+. Plus. Why did he kill his family? The answer lies across the ocean in a woman named Sylvie. She's a can model. Where desire leads to deception. I ended up spending twelve and fifteen thousand dollars a day. It was addictive. I can't get you out. And obsession leads to murder. Who did this to your family? You can't really maintain a fantasy forever. Control all desire. Now streaming on Paramount Plus.